entire strategy is going to have nothing to do with jitches. It's just going to be penetrating my opponents. They say home is where the heart is, so I wonder why your motherfucker always feeling heartless. Welcome to episode 23 of Doubly Negative. As always, I'm Chris, here with my friend Kyle. Hi, Chris. We have a special appearance today from our darling Jake. Jake, how are you? I'm good. It's good to be back. Oh, yeah. It's a, a long-awaited return. I got a stuffy nose, so I want to apologize to everyone listening. Once again, Michael Jordan flu game. That's what people will be comparing this to. But, uh, you know, enough about me. How, how's everybody doing? Kyle, how, how are you doing? Chris, I want to say how heartwarming it was when I woke up and I, I knew that we got to start the podcast soon. And I opened my Instagram, and you guys are saying, what time are we doing it? And Chris goes, well, Kyle usually wakes up around 9.30 or 10. And I had just woken up at 9.30, and you're exactly right. It was just so cute because we've never talked about that exactly. I've never told you what time I woke up, but you're just exactly right. So that made my morning. I just, I just know you, Kyle. Y'all are cute. You too. Yeah. And uh, Jake, how are you doing? I'm doing good right now, I'd say. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Okay, so the reason why we're having you on one because you're sexy good yep. looks two because you recently competed in jujitsu and you had the great idea of talking about kind of the psychology behind that um a lot of people see it as just um you go out there you do your thing but they don't actually think of like the mental aspect behind it all and seeing as all of us in this room right now can relate to that I think it's a great topic. So I'm going to let you kick it off because you're the one that's done it the most recently. And uh, first of all, tell everyone how the tournament went, if you want to. Yeah, I'll, I'll confess that uh, it didn't quite go my way. So I had three matches. I lost all three, but I lost them all uh, on points. So that was very nice. I didn't get submitted for the most part. I just got taken down and I didn't have a coach there to tell me to stop getting up after I got taken down. So for those who don't know, who aren't familiar with uh, either wrestling or grappling or whatever, when you get taken down from standing, your opponent gets two points. And at least in wrestling, which I, I grew up doing, you get a point for an, uh, an escape. However, apparently in jujitsu competition, you do not. I was unaware of this. So I would consistently escape and get back to my feet and not get that point. But you know, that's whatever. I still would have lost. I still kept getting taken down and held there for at least a little bit. But yeah, it, it didn't quite go my way. I had moments, but I don't mean you guys have, I showed you guys the videos. I didn't look completely out of my element there. So I, I was at all. disappointed, but not overly so. And I have a lot to, to grow off of and improve in the future. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where like, especially with a jujitsu tournament, like even when I did that tap cancer out, I lost my very first match, my only match because it's single elimination and I was super fucking pissed, but I learned a lot during it. So as long as you can like see what you did wrong, know what you need to improve, and I mean, you can tell just by listening to you speak, you know now that escaping and standing back up is not a point. So even if that's all you took away from it, that's something you can add to your strategy for the next tournament. Yeah, for sure. Can I ask though? So, so you said you've been you you wrestled. You have a wrestling background. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you have thought you had an advantage there? Did it just turn out that they had more wrestling background, or, or what was your thoughts on that? So yeah, I would. That's something I was really disappointed in myself for because I theoretically should have had uh, an advantage in the wrestling. Um, now that's not a skill I get to to flex on, flex or uh, work out a lot. As in jujitsu, we don't start standing often. There's just too many people in a too small of a room it would get too chaotic and too many people would collide and it would just be a bad scene all around but um yeah bodies everywhere exactly so yeah i thought i should have had an advantage but then thinking about it even when i wrestled my strength were never on takedowns or necessarily mm. even takedown defense i wasn't a great wrestler let's get that right off the bat i was i was a pretty bad wrestler the whole time let me jump in and say you're a great jujitsu practitioner oh thank you chris i really i really appreciate that and let me jump in for the un uninitiated, too, um, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but jujitsu is mainly what takes place on the ground. So when you're training that in class, that's what takes place on the ground. However, in competitions, you start standing up, which is relatively uncommon in most jujitsu schools. 
So that's basically the wrestling part is getting taken down or trying to take someone down. So that's why I'm saying standing on the feet, if you have a wrestling background, is usually an advantage. But I guess in your case, you kind of realized pretty quickly that these guys were, were better at the takedowns and maybe you were better on the ground, something like that? Yeah, so the uh, the first match I had... It was very clear right off the bat that I was undersized. So the weight class I was doing capped out at 159 pounds. Uh, I weighed in at 155, and I ate breakfast and lunch that day. So I, I didn't cut weight in the slightest. But they did. And it, and it was clear some of these guys were uh, they, they were cutting down. Yeah, they cut a lot. So, yeah. so what is the weight class right below the one you are in? It was 149. You, I mean, I feel like you could have cut to that if you wanted to, and you may have had a little more success, but cutting is a pain in the dick. I could have, and looking back, I should have, but this was my first competition in, like, two years, so I didn't want to get super into it that way. Um, I just kind of yeah. wanted to go out and do my thing and see how I felt with this first one back. I plan on doing more in the, the semi-near future. But yeah, so that, that first match, well, first of all, that... I was supposed to have a match about 15 minutes before that. Um, I won on what's called a walkover, which was my opponent just wasn't there. So you didn't, you, nice. you did get a win. So that's, uh, congratulations. I did, I did technically get a win. Yes. Champion. One and three, baby. Uh, what I also got was an adrenaline dump. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I oh, was, yeah. Yeah. So I was, uh, like really warmed up. One of the guys that we trained with, Ben. Uh, I'm not sure if you, if you know him, Chris. He was there. He was there Tuesday. He looks like me, yeah, just like ben. skinnier. Yeah. Yeah, Ben's a good guy. He's a purple belt. Yes, he He's is. He's really good. But uh, So he was there. So we had been warming up. He helped coach me. But So I, I was, like, warmed up. I was ready to go. I've been, I got a good sweat going. My heart rate was where I wanted it. And then I was waiting on the mat. And then I was waiting for a minute for my opponent. And then two. And then he wasn't there. And I had this, okay, that's cool. And they said, oh, stick around. Your next match will probably be really soon. And it was 10 minutes. But even in that 10-minute time frame, my body cooled down because I couldn't go back and warm up again. I can't imagine that because I know like leading up to like your first match of the night, like it's one of those things where like you're in a fucking zone. I you was. have this f- full-blown anxiety like before you step on the mat. I remember the Naga that I did, I was like anxious like bubble guts. Bubble gut? Yeah, bubble guts. That's the term. Uh was not feeling good, was just like anxious but like also like ready to fucking go. And I got out there and the second the ref said go, I was good to go. So you're sitting there, you're building up all this fucking energy, and then he just goes, okay, wait another 10 minutes. I, I can't imagine. that. That's a mind game in itself. So I think that did have an impact on my first match especially, because I, I, could, I had a very noticeable adrenaline dump. Because I remember before the first match was supposed to happen, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be fun. Like, I'm ready for this. This is going to be like, I, yeah. I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I was excited. I wasn't nervous. I was excited. And that was a rare thing. Even in wrestling matches... I was very rarely, like, excited before a match. I was almost always scared. Yeah. And then the guy didn't show, and, uh, yeah, I got my hand raised, and my Smooth Comp account has another win on it, which is cool, but... Hell yeah! I now have two wins on there instead of one, yeah. But, um... <laughs> then I had to sit, and I, w- I couldn't leave and go uh, warm up again, so the best I could do was put in my headphones and try to get back in that zone, but the zone wasn't there that time. And I'm mm. not saying that that's the reason I lost. The kid was bigger than me. His He'd obviously been working his wrestling way harder than I was because um, he took me down, I think, three times. But it definitely had some sort of impact mentally because I was in such a zone beforehand. Like I had the right music going right before I stepped on the mat. I was feeling so good. And then I had to wait, and it was just kind of awkward. Like I had to look back at my, my girlfriend who was there and be like, I don't know. Yeah. So I feel like, especially when it's your first match, right, you get that peak adrenaline rush and then you can ride that adrenaline rush after that first match into your next match but you got that peak adrenaline rush lost it and then had to refind it you couldn't ride that to your next match correct so kyle you you've competed in jiu-jitsu before do, do you did you feel the same like did you have that like adrenaline like when you stepped onto the mat like ready rip roaring ready to go for sure i was rock hard and just uh ready yeah remind me never to compete in jiu-jitsu against kyle <laughs> so when you say rock hard it reminds me of a story that y- yeah. you didn't want to tell but i want you to tell what's that one i think you know re- oh no 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 no, 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 no not today not okay. today patreon I'll, I'll do that i promise i'll do that on patreon okay okay we'll do a super exclusive doubly negative yeah. okay i'll, I'll cut i need it to out. be a part I, of that yeah i will cut it out but now yeah. i'm just really curious 
It's a long one. I don't know. Okay, never mind. No, not right okay, now. Okay. Yeah, not right no, now. Man, just Kyle's woke up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to, um, but but for this particularly, so I, I I did four tournaments, I think, and most of them I was able to just have all my matches kind of in a row. But one of them, um, Steve was there, and I had long waits in between, and I, I had exactly what you're talking about, Jake. I was like, what the fuck? I'm just just sitting here amped up, and Steve was like, let's go outside in the parking lot and smoke weed. And I was like, no, I can't do that. And he's like, why not? So I did that a few times. And I don't know if it helped or not. Actually, I started losing after that. But it was it was a fun way to deal with it. Yeah. I almost wish I had done that. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, it, it's for me, if I smoke a little bit before jujitsu, you have to find the fine line. It's a mm-hmm. very fine line mm-hmm. that you have to toe. Because you can overdo it and then just be like anxious the whole time. Or you could just get locked in in, in a zone. And that's what happens with me. That zone you can get in is unmatched. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I like I feel like I'm pacing myself more. I like I'm seeing things a lot slower, and I'm actually being like cerebral about my movements. But I've overdone it a few times. <laughs> I think everyone has. You know what though? And this this might not be a popular viewpoint. I might say something you guys don't like here. But when I'm looking back at all the matches I had in competitions. I kind of feel like I won the ones I was supposed to win and I lost the ones I was supposed to lose. And I don't know if any variables like mindset would have mattered that much. Maybe there are some really close ones where something like that would have mattered. But I kind of think people tend to overemphasize certain things like like adrenaline and stuff, for example. Like I, I think if the guy just has a skill advantage, unless it's a really, really small one, he's just going to beat me. And I don't think having more of a mindset is going to help yes and no because if someone is just that much better than you then yeah they're gonna especially in jiu-jitsu they're gonna submit you early right you're gonna get tapped and that's just the end of the match but if it's they're better than you and they're coasting almost because they know they're better than you and you have that drive and that mindset of competition and i'm going to win there's a chance for you to push through and beat someone that you shouldn't have beaten like, um, a perfect example, I don't know if there's any a big uh, UFC fans out there, but um, George St. Pierre and Matt Serra, right? So that fight was, I don't, I don't know, 15 years ago, maybe more. But George St. Pierre was a, a dominant welterweight champion. Then Matt Serra was coming up from winning the Ultimate Fighter, and he was supposed to have no chance to win. But even now, George St. Pierre has said that he looked past him. He wasn't taking him seriously, and he got knocked out. He got clipped early because he wasn't taking him seriously. So there was, mm. there is something to that mindset of competition and drive, even if it's someone who's better than you, because they might be looking past you. I do want to point out, you said the fight was 15 years ago. You were six years old. I didn't watch it then. Okay. <laughs> you were fucking six years old. Where were your parents? <laughs> Where are they? Good question, dude. I don't know. If I was watching <laughs> UFC fights at six years old, something was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> That's too funny. Um. So let's talk about more of like the build up to competition, because mm-hmm. me, I'm a fucking head case. Mm-hmm. I'll um from the moment I sign up, I'll think about that often and get random spurts of just anxiety. Oh, does 100%. that happen to you guys? One hundred percent. Kyle, you're a little more level headed. Do you get anxiety leading up to it? Not really, man. I remember two of them I caught weight and two of them I didn't. And the ones that I caught weight, my mind was pretty much on eating all the time because I wasn't eating and I just wanted to fucking eat. And then when I weighed in, I finally got to eat and I was so excited to eat. But to to be honest with you, each competition I really wanted to do well. I wanted to do my best, but I didn't place the type of importance on it that would lead to that type of headcaseness. So so not not really, not as much. You're the one making up words now, headcaseness. That's my shtick, okay? (laughs) Uh, Sorry, man. I'll leave it to you from now on. Yeah, now I have to do some pop psych. <laughs> um, yeah. No, for for me, my anxiety comes from, and I think it's because I lack self-confidence, and this is in <laughs> almost every aspect of my life. I always feel like I'm not as good as the other person or I'm going to embarrass myself since I'm doing it on a stage where people are watching me. My fear comes from yeah. embarrassing myself, and I always feel like I'm going to do that. That's fair. Yeah, I felt some of that, but but nothing that led me to like ruminating about it weeks in advance. It, it just wasn't something like that for me. I would forget about it mostly until I would go and so I would periodically check the uh, the the website. Smooth Comp is what it's called that tracks all the tournaments and that's where you register for them all. Um, so I would periodically check that 
just to see who was in my bracket or how many matches I would have. Because when I first registered, there was no one in either of my, in my division, so I was just worried I wouldn't get matches. So I kept checking back. And every time I would see a new name, I would get a shoot of panic that I could like get like literal cold feet, if you know the feeling. Oh, yeah. And so I would do it to myself almost every time because I would be checking to see if there's anyone new. And doing that would give me that anxiety and that fear. So I was doing it to myself. And then you look them up and do research? I have, yeah. So you can click their profile on SmoothComp and see whether or not they've competed before and what their records are. And that's always a gamble because there's most of the people haven't competed or it's like one or two matches. And there was one guy in my gi division. Uh, thankfully, I didn't end up competing against, against this guy because I clicked his profile and I think he had like 36 wins. Oh no. Jesus. Yeah, I was like, what? What the He's fuck? a blue belt. I had the thought <laughs> He's of. He's doing this every weekend? Apparently. And he, de- he just he, tours with Naga. That's it. He just follows Naga. That's his job. <laughs> he definitely went on to Is win he the division. As a blue belt? I checked. What the fuck? But uh, I saw that and went. Ah, shit. This is not going to go well. Dude, so for Tap Cancer Out, I remember doing this, like, I would look who was in the division, and I would look them all up, and I'd be like, God damn it, I hope it's not that fucking guy. Mm -hmm. I hope it's not that fucking guy, because he's huge. And I don't know if, like, Tap Cancer Out, it was like a... I don't don't think they have a smooth comp uh, type deal. I think it's just like, hey, come wrestle. But I know Naga does, but with Tap Cancer Out, I was just, like, looking up all these people on Facebook and stuff to try to get, like some sort of inkling and that's dangerous too because even if i like see someone and i look at them and i'm like oh it's kind of a dork i should have no problem but that's not how it works that doesn't mean anything means nothing <laughs> especially in jujitsu the dorkier the better you are <laughs> do you uh that guy uh, i forget his last name nick he, i haven't seen him in a while but you know who i'm talking about yeah i talk to him all the time that's okay i haven't talked to him in probably since uh before the pandemic but um he's someone not sorry nick but uh, if you just saw a picture of me go i don't need to be scared of that guy but no but he's a fucking beast but he's a wizard his his leg lock game is unreal you can't mention leg locks i mean i'm pretty good at leg locks you you have very good leg locks chris is that what you wanted to hear from me yeah i just want some recognition for christ's sake a little bit goes a long way with me you you have a very good leg lock game, okay? That's all I got. That's the only thing I can catch Jake with. It's literally the only thing I will ever catch Jake with. He will make all these transitions. I can't pass his guard. All I can do is hopefully get the half guard and then fucking step out, put the leg over his leg, and hopefully catch a leg lock. That's all I can get Jake, Jake with. Uh, uh- are you letting him have these once in a while? Are you just are you just giving him a little bit of? I'm not. No. There you go. Chris. No, I wish I could say I oh, was. Come on, be honest. I wish I could say <laughs> I was to pad my ego. No, I'm not. He catches me. He catches me fairly often with leg locks. Although I I, I do remember yeah. Tuesday. Wanted, right? I, I do remember Tuesday. Not to tap and tell, but I I did oh, get you while you were trying tell. to get me. I'll tap and tell. Yeah. It was one of those situations where we're both just grabbing each other's legs. <laughs> it's just, I've had a few of those. Yeah, and it's just, oh, yeah. never tap and tell. No, you can, yeah, you, you tap me out like four times. I caught you with a leg lock, and then you tap me out four times. I think that's what happened, yeah. I had to get it back. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tap Jake because then he just takes it out on you for the rest of the round. I had something similar works. to that happen tonight. I didn't tap anyone, but uh, I was rolling with a purple belt at our gym, uh, Jose, who is... He's so fucking good. He is... He makes so me, good. most of the time he makes me feel like a, a small infant, but, um, he was going probably, like, he, w- he wasn't going super hard on me, but he, we were just technically flowing back and forth. And a couple of times I was like, ooh, I, I got like a transition or something where I was doing well, or I got in a dominant position. And then I watched something in his face change. And it was just for the rest of the round, I had nothing. <laughs> he just, oh, dude, whenever he wants to flip a switch and say like, okay, this isn't happening anymore. That's what he does. That's exactly what happened. I watched it switch, and uh, one of the coaches just went, oh, I know that face. I was like, yeah, me too, Yeah. <laughs> as he yep, was he kneeling just, on my ribs. You're about to find out. Wow, dead silence. I thought that impression was going to get like a laugh or something like, ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. You're you going to find out. You're going to learn today. Uh, Thank you. Cut that out, Jake. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I have all the power. Okay. You do have all the power. I can't say anything. Um. So... If we want to stay on the topic of competing and stuff, you didn't cut weight for this, but have you cut weight for competition in the past? For wrestling, yes. Not necessarily this- for jiu-jitsu. Not hardcore. I've done uh, the last tournament I did. I did a. I didn't eat that day. 
just to make the weight, but I didn't cut weight seriously before that. I would just, I watched my diet and I worked out a little bit extra. But for wrestling, I did the, I did some of the wrestling weight cuts, which were almost entirely just the, the dehydration day of, which yeah. suck. Those are brutal. I've done one of those once, but that was for powerlifting. Not fun. Even, even though I've done it, I don't think, and, and I had two coaches, both of whom I respect a lot. I think they know exactly what they're talking about, and they really discouraged weight cuts for people like us. We're, we're hobbyists, and we're we're caring about our skills in jiu-jitsu. We're not supposed to place a huge emphasis on winning, even though it's natural to do so, but, but they were saying, don't cut weight, because you, you want to face the best competition you can, and, and you're going to do that by not cutting weight. Well, you're going to face bigger guys, and, and why are you killing yourself? You're, you're not gonna win the championships like i I don't know i I did it before and maybe i would do it again but i I think the people that really know would would tell you not to yeah no and i agree with that but also like part of me wants to feel like i'm i am doing something like i'm Mm -hmm. I'm part of the big show even though it's not the big show it makes me feel like you know i i don't know maybe it's just like a mental thing with me no i know what you mean like oh look what i did to do look what i cut in order to do this like I wear... I, I do, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I know exactly, yeah. Like, yeah. you feel like you're really doing the sport, even though... Like, you are. You're, you're competing, and you're doing jiu-jitsu, but you feel like you're one of the, the elites because you're doing the same things they do. Yep. But yet, I'm just a fucking hobbyist. And actually, I did win... I did win a tournament one time, and it's almost entirely for sure because I caught weight, and it was ridiculous because I caught, like, 15 pounds, mm-hmm. and when I showed up, the other guys... I, I faced three other guys... One of them was basically my size, but a little smaller. And the other two guys, I was so much bigger mm-hmm. than them. The last match was with the smallest guy. It did not look fair. It was just, oh my God. yeah. And and that that's pretty much why I won. So I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of value to it, but but at the same time, it's just it, it does fuck you up. Like I did like a week long weight cut, and it really fucked me up. And again, like the point is, I won, but was it because of my jujitsu? Not as much, maybe. But no, I think the weight cut goes into it, though. Like that's part of the competition, right? So, like, if you're doing that weight cut, you're altering your body composition. Not maybe not so much your composition, but like you're losing strength with the weight you're you're cutting. And especially if you have to do it like last minute, like a dehydration cut, like you're not up to snuff. As if you were to fully hydrate and eat properly day of. Like there are plenty of times where I haven't eaten or drank anything that day until after i weighed in and that definitely takes a toll so don't discount but this is kind of my point chris this is kind of my point it's basically placing a greater emphasis on things other than jujitsu where jujitsu should be your main focus no so i'm just speaking i'm I'm, I'm speaking philosophically almost yeah no i agree the main focus it you're not looking at the jujitsu of it specifically it's the whole like i want to win the tournament as a whole like what did you do to prepare yeah Right. But I feel like part of the tournament or part of those matches is the preparation for it. Whether it's cutting, it doesn't have to be cutting. It could even be just like upping your training. Like, you know, it, there's, a, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah the, yeah, the weight cutting is fucking tough, though. Actually, going back to uh, our buddy Nick that you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. when we had that powerlifting competition, this was he – w- he woke up and he was like, I think, eight pounds overweight. Oh Christ! Day of day of weigh-ins, and it was day before weigh-ins, and we were driving up together. I was like two pounds overweight in the morning, so I was like, "All right, if I'm gonna, if he's gonna do this, I'm gonna do it with him." So I didn't eat, I didn't drink, all day, and then it was July, heat of the summer. I'm sure I've told this story a million times in the podcast before, because like I said, it's a mental thing. I wear this weight cut with a badge of honor because it made me feel legit. So. We drove from Rhode Island to Connecticut. It was like, I think it was Hartford. I think it went a little over an hour, maybe an hour, 20 minutes. We were wearing sweatshirts, sweatpants with the heat turned all the way on. And I dropped eight pounds that day. Mm-hmm. Fucking Jesus. brutal. And I, I didn't feel normal for like a week and a no. half after. It drains you bad. Powerlifting is almost a, a more pure example. It's It's funny because... Powerlifting is just about lifting as much weight as you possibly can. And when you're weight cutting, you're decreasing your ability to do that in like a in a very obvious way. So you're just you're clearly just trying to win your weight class. It's not about powerlifting. It's it's a funny thing, isn't it? It's kind of ironic. Well, yeah. I think 
uh, I think Joe Rogan has talked about it in the past. He calls weight cutting sanctioned cheating because that's really what it is. I think it is. I agree with that. Yeah. Especially the highest levels of like mixed martial arts or boxing or, or prof- not professional wrestling like WWE, but like high level Olympic national amateur wrestling. It's really what it is because that's not your weight. You're that weight for the 10 seconds you're on the scale before you chug yes. some water. Yes. It literally is 10 seconds because you have water, you eat a meal, and you gain five pounds. I lost those eight pounds. I ate food, drank some water, and I was I, I gained those eight pounds back before the next day. It's super interesting to the the way because I know there's probably a few different ways, but what I did, I did this like seven day thing, I think. And on the first day, the the point is to get your body pissing more. Mm-hmm. So you drink like two gallons of water or more, and then you do that for a couple days, and then your body gets used to pissing so much, and then you decrease the amount of water until on the final day you drink basically no water. So it's a really like brilliant thing they figured out. But basically, if anyone that's you know they're not familiar with weight cutting, you are not cutting fat. Maybe you lose a little bit of fat, but it's basically all water, and that's why when you when you eat and then you drink water, your body just sucks it up because you're so dry, and now you're your actual weight, like Jake's saying. So when you weigh in, that's not your real weight. Like you can actually be 15 pounds plus or minus just based on the water in your body. You see it all the time with UFC. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was, was going to say to contradict the point I just made. I know one example recently of someone who legitimately cut down their body weight. There's a, um, a fitness coach on Instagram, uh, Jordan Syatt. I don't know if you'd uh, know Lee Syatt from Joey Diaz's podcast. Yeah. His brother. Oh, really? Ironically enough, is a, a fitness coach in New York and has a really... Yeah, Lee Syatt's jacked. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, <laughs> but... Oh, that's mean. I feel bad now. <laughs> I no. gotta look him up now. You guys, you guys his, talk. His brother... His brother Jordan is uh, a. Re- I really like his outlooks on fitness and nutrition because they're very positive and very much like a yeah, eat healthy and and work out. But if you're gonna eat a pizza, eat the fucking pizza. Don't feel bad about it. You ate a pizza, whatever. But he did a like a month long, maybe th- two three week long weight cut for a jujitsu tournament, and he tracked the whole thing daily about his actual weight decrease, just doing a, uh, a different workouts and eating right. So there are ways to do it healthily. It's just not what most people do and not what's commonly associated with weight cutting. Yeah, that's almost like an entirely different thing. Yeah. Like, I guess what I was talking about is a water cut. That's almost just a diet. That's just, yeah. he, he, he lost weight. He has the benefit of being a, a fitness professional and a nutrition coach and all that. So he knows exactly what he's doing. But yeah. I know, at least in high school wrestling, a lot of it was, oh, I'm six pounds over, time to throw on three sweatshirts and go for a run, which is Yeah, what we're talking horrible. about with the, the water cuts is like, okay, so this let's, let's say a professional UFC guy. It's mm-hmm. like he starts the water cut, and he's already got abs. He's already 10% body yeah. fat. Ten days later, he's a little bit more shredded, but he's basically the same body fat. He's just got no water in him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm kind of repeating myself, but, yeah, that's a whole different thing. No, it's it's bad. Weight cutting is... It's it, it's just bad. So I, I understand what you said earlier about hobbyists. It's not worth it. I share. That's why I didn't really cut weight for the tournament I did, because I didn't see it as necessarily worth it. Because I did a jujitsu tournament because I wanted to have fun, not because I wanted to torture myself for a week. Yeah, and I I think you're. I I commend you on that. But then again, I give a fair amount of the reason I lost two of my matches specifically. I blame a lot of that on size, not blame. I attribute all of that to size. I lost the matches because I lost the matches. But it was clear, at least the first guy I wrestled, I, uh, I wrestled had a, a significant size advantage. Yeah. This goes back to what we were talking about in that episode a real long time ago when I was still in Rhode Island. When you when you were talking about your competition, it's um, we, we place so much value on winning and, and, and all that. But the truth is you just keep competing. You're going to have those victories. Mm-hmm. And it's almost... I think it's almost unhealthy mentally to to care so much about the victory because what I was telling Chris on that podcast is you really can't control it. You can you prepare your the best you can, you do the best you can, but on that day you are not in control of whether you win or lose. Ultimately, maybe you can make these small tweaks that are going to give you the best chance, but at some point you just do everything you can, and then it's up to the it's up to the gods of jujitsu. So 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 yeah, you you, you want to win, but you have to be okay with what happens either way. And it sounds like you totally are. So just just keep going, and you're going to get those victories. Oh, I'm sure. So we're going to transition a little bit here. 
Yeah, sorry for that 35-minute jujitsu rant. No, 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 this no, is all great. good. I, no, we're, we're still on the jujitsu thing. I brought something up about jujitsu with my therapist today. Oh, oh, I am interested in this. Yes, so we're going to throw in a little Chrissy therapy. and About uh, those boners that you were getting, and you were kind of, like, confused and curious, but a little bit scared? Yeah, exactly, and especially when someone took my back when I was getting them. I didn't understand I th- I think, why. So I we- think Chris got oil-checked and just had a real awakening about some things. <laughs> Yeah, you that, got that, really yeah. weird about when I asked you to check my oil the other day, and I wanted to talk. <laughs> you got really Somebody weird explain about oil it. checking, please. Somebody's got to explain oil checking. So I'll I'll, I'll bite the bullet. So um, thank you. Hell yeah, I'll, I'll bite the bullet on that one. So <laughs> oil. So okay, there are positions. It's in wrestling specifically that it's known for, uh, like amateur wrestling. I can see in high school, the Olympics, topical as the Olympics are going on. But um, where you're trying to control someone's hips, like they shot it on your legs. And you're trying to control their hips to stop you from taking you down. Um, what it leads to sometimes, very much intentionally, because it's hard to continue what you're doing when this happens, um, they will just take a finger and shove it in their opponent's butt just to try to get a reaction. And it's weird. And wrestlers are <laughs> weird so sometimes. Crazy. As if wrestling or jujitsu didn't look homoerotic as it is. Then we throw in the oil changes. I wonder if this is getting more controversial now with the whole PC culture. Like, I wonder if they're going to say, hey, that's rape. Because no. you could make an <laughs> argument for that. I, no? I don't think I don't think I anyone... Say, if I get oil checked in a tournament, I'm filing papers. <laughs> I'm not working ever again if you shove a finger in my ass. I'm not filing papers, but I'm throwing an elbow. <laughs> if you put a finger in my ass, I'm never working again. And guess what? I wanna, You're never going to be famous. I want to start competing again, and this is just going to be my entire strategy. My entire strategy is going to have nothing to do with jitches. It's just going to be penetrating my opponents. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Hey, oh, leave hey, that Kyle. in. Don't cut it out. Hey, Kyle, I found the intro for the next episode. <laughs> it's gonna be about penetrating my opponent. It's about thirty-six minutes in. I got this. Thirty-five forty-five. You is just saved you me a bit. Of, you saved me a good chunk of time there. And yeah. I, I think you gave. I think I gave you another reason not to do jujitsu with me too, Jake. <laughs> yeah. At first you said you were rock hard, and now you're like, yeah, that's my Between whole game plan. Between these mysterious erections, and you want to penetrate your opponents, I don't think you're doing jujitsu, guy. I think you got tricked. I am not. I am not a good ambassador for the sport. <laughs> I, I think you got tricked by some crafty guys. <laughs> oh, man, that is what the Patreon episode's about, by the way. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I'm glad you said it. I didn't want to say it. Jake, are you, you really don't know the story at all because that's literally like, oh, man. Okay, sorry. You swore me to secrecy, so I didn't say a thing. You swore <laughs> me to secrecy. I cannot wait for that episode. Oh, my God. Oh, my no, God. We'll, uh, we'll talk about it after we stop recording. Leave all the sin. It's hype. Leave it all in. It's hype. It's hype. Okay, so back to my therapy appointment. Um, so I brought up how there are times in jiu-jitsu where, like, okay, so let me start from the beginning. When I first started jiu-jitsu, I never had any, like, sort of anxieties or anything. It was just go out there, get your ass kicked, and then, you know, just try to get better. And then eventually, I started getting severe anxiety when I was on my back and someone was crushing me. Mm-hmm. Like, severe anxiety. Um, and I and I think it's because I have a hard time not having control. Yep. So, to tie this in, I also have severe anxiety. Not severe, but depending on the driver, but I'm in the passenger seat of someone's car and they're driving. I I have terrible anxiety when I'm not driving a car, especially if the person's driving a little fast. Like, I can't take it. I've never been on a roller coaster. I don't like planes. And this is all because, like, for the plane example, I can't get off if I want to. Mm-hmm. I don't have a choice. I'm on there and I have to stay there. So I talked to her about that today. Have either of you ever experienced that? The jujitsu example, one hundred percent. I've started freaking out when I'm just getting mauled, like especially when someone has like a sweaty T-shirt on and that's just all in your face and you just can't breathe. Absolutely, I've started freaking out. Yeah, yeah. It's not even that. Like even if someone like my, I can breathe perfectly fine. Nothing's blocking my airwaves, but someone's on top of me and I can't do anything about it. I start, like, having, like, a literal panic attack in my head. I can't say I relate to that one. Yeah, it's like a claustrophobic thing. Yeah, it's like claustrophobia and then a complete lack of control. 
Um, I've had it to some degree, not not like super bad, but I, I know what you're talking about. I, I literally freak out. Like I was rolling with Coach one time, mm-hmm. and I just kept giving him my back over and over again because I didn't want to be back to the mat. I'd rather be turtle and have someone have my back. But so rolling like, he was with, like mm. rolling with Coach like, Matt's a different thing. No, it's <laughs> it was so, that we were rolling. This was like a month or month and a half ago. He was like, let's roll. And I was like, oh, fuck. And it was after, like, I had a couple rolls, so I was, like, already exhausted. So that's not going to help my case whatsoever. I could go in fresh. He could be on zero hours of sleep for a week and then tap me while he was also sleeping. So we're rolling, and um, there was one point where he was, like, behind me, and I kind of, like, scrambled away. And I I literally felt like a child crawling away. Mm -hmm. Like, it was like a horror movie scene. I'm crawling away, trying to get to the other side of the gym with no intention of turning around and doing anything. And he just grabs me by the back of the gi and pulls me fucking back, dude. It was literally a scene out of a fucking horror movie. Coach Matt is a horror (laughs) movie villain, yeah. (laughs) Especially because his game is just punish you and punish you and punish you and then submit you. Yeah. So Help me picture this guy. What does he look like? Sorry. So Coach Matt... Is I don't know probably my height like what five nine five ten yeah he he just looks like a guy I don't know, how how would you describe I'm being very cautious with my words Chris I'm gonna get, throw this back to you because you're the podcast host he's an absolute savage <laughs> he is an absolute savage and his game is to put pressure he plays the pressure passing he even says he's like I'm not gonna do anything fancy I'm I don't like being on my back I'm gonna put you on the ground I'm gonna hold you there against your will and I'm going to make you tired make you make a mistake and then submit you. He doesn't play these fancy games at all. He just wants to make your life miserable. I hate that style. Uh, it's so effective, but I hate it. I respect the fuck out of it because, like, why be fancy when I can just fucking... Like, what's more, I hate to say manly, than... What's more badass than just taking someone, holding them against their will, and just beating them to a pulp until they just can't take it anymore, and then making them tap? Nothing. He sounds like a real jerk. No, he's no, <laughs> he's he's not he's not a jerk. Honestly, he is if he okay. likes you. Yes, yeah, okay, because he he has no problem roasting. He's like, but here's the thing though, as someone that doesn't have much of a father figure in his life, he's one person that like I noticed that I don't want to like disappoint or like upset. So like I get anxiety if I'm gonna be late to class. No, I know exactly how you feel. Yeah, and there's not like I don't get that about work. I don't get that about much of anything but like i don't want to disrespect this guy i had that too and i think i and i i respect it i like i i like having that there Mm -hmm. it gives you like a sign of like a order you know chirp chirp chirp, Uh, i I just totally forgot what we were talking about before we went off about matt um so where were we i cut you off I cut you off about, I was asking about his appearance, but you you, ha- you were saying something before that. Oh, I was going to say, um, for someone who has an issue with being, it goes into what uh, Chris said, for someone who has an issue being on bottom with someone heavy on top of them, rolling with Matt is a nightmare. Literally the mm. last person you'd want to roll with. Because he's probably like, what, 200 pounds, maybe 215? I would say around two. He yeah. will feel like he's 600 pounds. He's that good at he, just placing his weight exactly where it needs to be at any given time. And he preaches that too. Just mm-hmm. get good at using your weight. He will put it. That's such a big part of jujitsu. He will put all two hundred pounds into one square inch in the middle of your chest, and you uh, want to the die. point where you can't move. It's brutal. And then he'll tap you out and laugh at you. But you know it's because he likes you. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, like especially when he's rolling with me, he could literally tap me the second we do the fucking slap bump, hand slap bump. He could tap me the second after we do that. But, you know, he's feeling me out and seeing what I know, seeing if I'm improving. But he, oh, God, it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Oh, and you can't say no either. We'll get like, there when someday. He says, you want to roll? I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> I don't have it in me, coach. Like, I can't say that. We'll, we'll get there someday, bud. I hope. That really is such a big part of jujitsu, though, because I'm just thinking about how um, I was in class in Texas and this ex-football player came in and he was like 250 or mm-hmm. something like that. But he didn't have any jujitsu skills, so I could still sweep him, even though I'm like 
a hundred pounds less than him. You know, jiu is all about angles and leverage and all that, and I could sweep him. But then you take a guy who's like the same weight as me, and like you're saying, he feels like he's 400 pounds. So, so that is just a such a big part of it is learning how to apply pressure in the right ways. I want to say for 95 percent of the time, Jake fucks me up, and I have about 50 pounds on him. I wouldn't say yeah. 90. I struggled so hard to pass your guard yesterday, uh, Tuesday. It was unreal. Well, yeah, I'm good at defending myself, but I'm I'm not putting any attacks on. I'm just trying to stay alive. Uh, okay, I guess. I don't I don't know. I get weird when okay, people compliment so my jiu-jitsu. What we're going to do, we're going to work on passing. That's what we decided. Mm-hmm. We're going to work on passing. And you, I think we're going to do it at an open mat. Whoever has to roll, I'm going to say, fuck you, unless they're an upper belt. I'm going to say, sorry, can't work with you. If, if you know, they're an upper belt. And me and you are just going to work on passing mm-hmm. and just try to sharpen those skills. Because that's one thing I struggle with tremendously. And one thing you said you wanted to work mm-hmm. on. Because honestly, my only move right now is either leg lock from half guard or I go for a Kimura sweep. And then when I get on top, I don't know what the fuck to do. I just get like lost. And I've, I feel like I have to rush almost. Not rush, but like I'm looking for submissions and I'm not making any progressions. And I'll just kind of, you know, sit there for a bit. And I feel like the person I'm going against thinks I'm stalling or... But it's just because, like, I don't, like, I don't want to lose the position I'm in. But I need to do something. I f- always feel like I need to be doing something. Mm-hmm. But that's not always the case. No, yeah, we definitely talked about that, and we also talked about potentially getting some uh, someone to film a couple of roles for us, so we can maybe throw those up on the uh, the Patreon to see what's going on. And as we all know, my gas tank is not what it should be, so we have to make sure I'm fucking fresh for the ones we're filming. Oh, we'll go right off the bat. Rip-roaring, ready to go. Yeah, I gotta be rip-roaring, ready to go. It can't be, oh, you know what? Fuck this jujitsu talk. Kyle, how's your dick? I was gonna I was gonna do that. Oh, Thank cut you. This out. Cut oh this out. Cut this out. No, no, no. no. We're it. going to the dicks. It's fine. It's fine. I'll, I'll just oh. remember that when I oh, edit All right. one of these podcasts. All right. Kyle, how's your dick? You know, uh, well, you don't know, so I'm going to tell you. I've been uh, I've been back on my diet, and that means less calories and less fat, and... Um, so, so actually, I was a little bit worried about my dick because it wasn't really, it didn't have a mind of its own for a few days, if you know what I mean. It wasn't really making any waves, and I wasn't really engaged in any dick activities. So, so I was a little bit worried. Maybe it's maybe it's not going to be up to the task. But it, it, I had a test uh, yesterday, and I, I passed the test with flying collars. My dick is still fine, guys. Proud of you. Thank you so much. If uh, I don't want to cross any lines here, but um, was it a timed test? Like, how long did it take you to finish the test? <laughs> was it like the SATs? Like you had like two hours per section, or <laughs> you know what? There was one nervy moment, and uh, this is. Uh, can I? Get, I'm gonna get really graphic, maybe. Yes. All right. Well, there was a situation where there might have been a bodily fluid that's only involved once a month. Mm-hmm. Oh. And. Uh... <laughs> So sorry, there was a moment. So so okay, let's let's say the test was in a few different parts. The first oh. test was not timed. It was uh, I had I had time and mm-hmm. and that test was passed no problem. But the second test came when when this this bodily fluid needed to be taken care of. So there were tissues involved, and when the tissue gets on the bodily fluid, the the tissue residue sticks to the dick, and uh, it was a little much. bit. Okay. Well, there. It was it was very unarousing to take the dick tissue off, and uh, well, then you know to get back into it, I felt like this was a time test. There was a little bit of pressure on, but I was able to I was able to get back into it, and I passed the test again. So, yeah, that, that is my story. Oh God, dick tissue. It was nervy. Keep it in. Keep it in. Oh, that's staying in. Oh! All right. Um. Okay. Dick has dick. The dick's good. Like. Oh, good. All's good. I'm 22. Uh, The dick's doing great. Yeah, I was gonna offer you dick. Give some specifics. Come on. Yeah. What do you? It does what it's supposed to. I'm 22. There's nothing wrong with it yet. But do you notice any fluctuations? You know, so, sometimes it's really rip roaring, ready to go, and sometimes you're at you know ninety percent, ninety five percent. No, I'm at peak dick years. It's always ready to go. Just <laughs> know, awesome. okay, Jake, you're not thirteen, all right? You're not going through fucking puberty, humping you're, fucking no, refrigerator No, I'm not doors. that hard. But like, come on, twenty two. What what do I have to complain about? 
I well, when you're waking much. up in the morning, are, are you ripper and ready to go right in the morning every morning? Because that's something I don't really have that anymore. I mean, like sometimes it, it depends. It depends okay. on a whole lot of factors. Like, All do right. I need to Ask pee? Me how my, like, there's someone a- asked me how my dick's going. Chris, how's your dick? I got morning wood every morning. There oh, we go. That's my man. boy. Every morning. Really? Every morning. How you pulling that off? boy. I got the dick pills, baby. Oh, he's back on the dick pills. Wow. Yeah, I'm back on the dick uh, pills. I'm jelly now. You gotta send some of those my way. What's the fucking shipping to Bali? It's worth it, whatever it is. <laughs> You're paying it. <laughs> I want to feel like a kid again. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I'm taking the dick pills and I'm taking the the brain health supplements. So I'm uh. Hey, don't try to transition cylinders. off the dick. So, so you're so you're waking up and you're you're ripper and ready to go. That means yeah. you're also plowing deep in those walls. You are reaching places that you have not reached in years, perhaps. <laughs> Jesus Christ! My wife <laughs> listens to the show, Kyle. <laughs> she certainly does, and she knows better than anyone. So let's get it out in the open, Chris. Chris, don't worry, <laughs> I got I call you her back. In? I got you back, Chris. In? Oh come on! <laughs> Should I Guys. call her in? Should I call, call her in? If you want to call her in, you think your marriage can handle that, hand. call her in. Be my guest. <laughs> Babe! <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Oh, Babe. no. This is happening. This is happening, Jake. It might not happening. It might not be happening. Hold on. Michelle? Uh-oh, I hear movement. Oh, yep, right. it's She's time coming. For She's going to be like, why the fuck did you wake me up? It's 11 p.m. We need you. She's oh, here. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. The boys want to talk to you. It's not boys. There's only the one boy here that wants to talk to you. Okay. I really want to talk to you, Michelle. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna put her on the mic. Yep. And just go ahead. Can you hear me? Talk Hello? to the mic here. Hello. Talk to the mic. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Hi. Good. How are you? Good. Good. So uh, thank you for joining us. Sure. Um, Thanks. We're just talking about something really important, and you know, I didn't want to call you out of bed at this late time for something that's not important. So, so I'm so, I'm sorry. This is this is really important, but we're talking about Chris's dick, and <laughs> and he's <laughs> and he's telling us that it, that it's it's doing pretty well. It's performing well, and we just want to hear it firsthand. Has he been really reaching new places? Get, getting it, getting in there. You know, tell tell us whatever you can. That that might be too much. I don't have the headphones on, but I can hear it. All I said was I had morning wood. Every morning. Yeah. Well, and you asked her to you asked her to come in and talk about your dick, so let's fucking get it out in the open. <laughs> um I mean he is he definitely <laughs> uh the morning wood is true. Um Oh. oh. <laughs> um <laughs> As far as oh no, no, no we don't have to talk. <laughs> Cut it out. No, we don't have to talk. No, about no, that. no, That's no, all no, you. no, Thank no. So, so Thank like, you, honey. A, like she's like out. A she's out. Lumberjack. She's out. No, no. She's Put out. Back on. No. Put her back on. Come on, Chris. We're not going to talk about places I'm reaching and things I'm going. This is just going <laughs> on the internet. Hey, you have only yourself to blame for getting her involved here. You peer pressured me. <laughs> okay, was so much that was fun st- editing this one. Thank you, honey. That was still great. That was still great. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gonna have fun so with cute. this one. <laughs> you got a lot of stuff for the intro. Oh my! <laughs> I have too much stuff for the intro. Yeah, it's certainly true. I have four oh, intros God. already ready to go. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna regret that. Um, so hey, well, I'm I'm proud of you, Chris. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm gonna pat myself on the back. So that being said, Jake, would you like some dick pills? You know, I got testosterone pills. Um, there, it's it's free testosterone. I mean, we've talked about this before, but it's not like I'm injecting myself with testosterone. It's just it's a it's a multivitamin, not a multi. It's a it's a vitamin that's main purpose is to support more of the natural testosterone that your body produces. I mean, I am looking to put on some muscle mass. Uh, it says that, and it, it's got nitric oxide too, so those veins will be popping. So, uh, oh, yeah. you know, not dick veins, just like all I'll, veins. Uh, I'll hit you up after the podcast. We can t- we can talk some uh, some business. It's free. I mean, not much business to talk. It's a yes or no. I mean, I mean, then, the, the, I'll then yeah, I'll, t- I'll take some dick pills because yeah, content. They're free. I get them for free. I get them for the, for the bubble. If if for anything, just for the content, right? Yeah. No. I mean, I'll, I'll be back dick. on in a couple of weeks and, and report back. I, it's not even. You don't even have to be on in a couple weeks. 
you could just honestly cut in once a week how your dick is doing. I, just I throw might that in the middle that. of an episode and just say, just a uh, just a quick check in for for Jake. Uh, just editing and wanted to throw in that my dick is doing great. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll cut in during <laughs> the weekly dick check in and be like, okay, rock hard right now. <laughs> yeah, so I'm editing please this. Do, and, wow. Please do that. Please do that not during the check in when we're talking about <laughs> something really serious like depression yeah. or something. And then you just go, I'm fucking rock hard right now, and then right back to it. <laughs> it's gonna be me going. Yes, yeah, so I thought about killing myself this week. Hey, Jake here. Uh, so just so you know, my dick is rip-roaring ready to go. That's way better. <laughs> oh, I regret it's comic saying. relief. We need it. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> Jesus. This like, went a little off the rails. That's how I love it, though. That This is good. This yep. is good stuff. Yep. So the people that I'm talking to on Reddit right now, if there's any newcomers that saw my profile on Reddit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, I mean, sorry. What the hell? It's hey, not always like this. Stick around. Yeah, th- tell tell yeah. us about your dick too. Send a send an email doubly negative pod at gmail dot com. Tell us how your dick is. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, all right, so I think that pretty much wraps it up. I don't. I mean, it's like that adrenaline dump. Nothing can we, beat we hit, what just mm. we hit the peak. We can't top what just happened. Yeah. Nope. So. We hit the peak, so I think we should wrap it up here. Um, thank you for listening. If you like what we're doing, subscribe, download, tell a fucking friend. Put it on your story. Spread the fucking word. We need more ears on this. Let's get this going. Yeah, and we still got that Patreon contest going on. Um, we're looking for engagement, so you guys send us a reaction. Something we can go off a question uh, something to think about, and uh, we're, we're going to pick three people with the best responses, and we're going to give them a free month of Patreon. So that that's that's pretty easy, right? You just send them a, a fucking email, a couple sentences. God damn it. Just what, what are you doing? Do it. Yeah, even that. What also I would like is like someone to film their reaction. If we can figure out the time where we start talking about our dicks and then have my wife come in, just uh, film your reaction when you get to a certain point. And then send it to us because I'd just I'll, like to see. Uh, I'll put the time code at the beginning of the episode. Be like, just just film a reaction at this time code and just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, so they're surprised when it happens. That's good. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, cool. Uh, any closing words? I'm good. I'm going to regret this. Yeah, yeah, me too, <laughs> me too. Um, we're all going to be unemployed. Um, Jake, thanks for joining us again. Anytime, my guys. Always a yep. fucking pleasure. All right. Thank you for listening. Share that shit. Bye. This is life being bound to love.